Thank you for listening to the Modesto Foursquare podcast. We hope that this message encourages and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus. Please know that you can always join us every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, 510 Bernie Street in Modesto. You can also find more information on our website at ModestoFoursquare.com. I do. Uh, Maybe some of you guys have already had New Year's resolutions. Does anyone have any New Year's resolutions this year? Do you know the average New Year's resolution lasts 21 days, right? So we're going to talk a little bit, not about New Year's resolutions, but setting some goals. And that's one of the reasons I love New Year's. I love imagining new possibilities, right? I love imagining new opportunities. Um, I love talking about setting goals, aiming higher, refocusing on what really matters, right? Um, That's every new year, I think we we get a fresh start. We get to start over. Right, I, I'm a calendar person. I like a paper calendar. I don't know if any of you guys are paper calendar people, but I get to start a new paper calendar every year, right? And I get a fresh, clean one that isn't all tattered, beat up, right? And I get to write all the things down that are going to happen this year and all of that kind of thing. And we get to begin again with a fresh slate, right? With a new perspective. We get to have the opportunity to recenter on Jesus, right? To come back to Jesus, right? To refocus on exploring the Word of God. Maybe we've gotten off our daily reading, right? And maybe we get to come back and say, you know what? 2024 is going to be a year I'm going to get back in the Word. I'm going to read it again. I'm going to, I'm going to explore it again. I'm going to journey through the Scriptures, right? We get to recommit our lives to prayer and meditation, right? Maybe we've gotten away from that. Maybe we've spent too much time listening to the radio in the car, and we just need to turn it off and just be with Jesus on our drive to work or be with Jesus on our drive to the grocery store or whatever it might be, right? We get an opportunity to kind of recenter. We get to be re-energized to live as followers of Jesus, right? Maybe there were times in 2023 we, were, we, we didn't feel like we did a real good job representing Jesus, right? Maybe there were times when we said the wrong thing or we were mean to somebody we weren't supposed to or whatever. We get to have a fresh slate, right? 2024 is going to be a year that I, I really reflect who Jesus is, right? Sometimes as the year grows older and older, we can lose sight of our goals and our aims, right? We can get caught up in what I like to call the tyranny of the urgent. That is, we get sucked into the vortex of all the things that life throws at us. We become overwhelmed by school or work or laundry or cooking or bills or kids' activities, PTA meetings, church events, Bible studies, and so many other good things that fill up our lives, right? We get, we get distracted by all of these things that we have to do, that we have to accomplish, that have to get done, right? I know that when I go home from church this morning, I got I to, gotta, you know, wash the car and I got to mow the lawn and I got to, you know, do all these things, right? Got to get ready for the week, right? All these things that kind of take our attention. And none of these things are bad in their own right, right? We like to have clean houses and we like to have clean cars and we like to eat food and we like to go to Bible study. Those are not bad things, right? They're all good things. But I think good things without purpose are just calendar fillers, right? I think that good things without vision and direction are just distractions, right? Sometimes we can let the good things of life distract us from what God is trying to do, right? We can be so busy even with church activities that we miss God in the middle of it, right? We can be so distracted that oh, I got to do this and I got to do that and I got to prepare for this and I'm on this team and I'm on that team and all these things and we miss the voice of the Lord speaking to us, right, and all of that. Because I think good things without Christ at the center of all of it, they're exhausting, they're anxiety developing, 
and they're life-sucking, right? Have you ever felt like life is just sucking you dry, right? And you're like, God, I'm doing all these really good things, right? I'm helping people, and I'm, I'm going to church, and I'm doing all this stuff. And you're like, oh my gosh, I just feel more exhausted by the end of it, right? Does anyone ever feel that way? I've been a pastor for 16 years. Sometimes you feel that way, right? Doing the good things. But we as followers of Jesus, we were meant for more than this. We were created to live a full, healthy, and fruitful lives, right? We were designed to change the world. One person, one issue, one problem at a time. Sometimes we lose sight of the Lord in his presence. We can end up spinning our wheels on a lot of good things instead of accomplishing the God things that he has in store for us, right? Don't we want more of what Jesus has for us, right? I think sometimes the enemy of our souls, he doesn't come at, come at us with these big areas of sin, right? He doesn't come at us with, you know, whatever it might be, pornography or, you know, gluttony or whatever the things, right? All these big things we say, those are the bad sins, right? Sometimes he just comes at us with a full schedule, right? That keeps us so busy that we don't actually listen for Jesus and do anything that he's telling us to do because we're so busy doing the stuff, right? So busy going to church. We're so busy folding the laundry. We're so busy cooking great meals. We're so busy doing those things. Does that make sense? Don't we want to experience greater level of intimacy and connection with the Lord? Don't we desire to be known by Him and to know Him more? Don't we want that, church? Don't we hope to make a real difference in our world? Right? I do. But when I get caught up in the mundane of schedules and church events and school calendars and all the other items of my to-do list, I have a literal school calendar on my fridge that tells me the, the million different activities that are going on at my kid's school all the time. And you're just like, this is exhausting, right? How many fundraisers can we possibly have in one school calendar, right? I thought we all paid our taxes, right? And that's how we go to school. Apparently not anymore, so... But we can get so caught up in our to-do list that we lose sight of, what am I doing? And why am I doing it, right? The why of it. And when we lose sight of those things, hope can be lost, right? Just feel like we're running around with a chicken with our head cut off, right? We're doing this over here, and we're running over there, and we're doing this, and, and I can be the worst at that. I have a little, people say that I have a little speed to me. I, I like to move quick and I like to do a lot of things. And even for me in 2024, it's a year of like slowing it down, right? Taking a breather, right? Not feeling like I have to do it all. We get lost in that tyranny of the urgent. And when that happens, what happens is we're just operating as the world does, right? We're chasing our tails just like they are right? For more money and more whatever. We're seeking the false pleasures and comfort in the same way that our world does. That isn't what God calls us to. Instead, God calls us to seek him and everything will be given unto us. James 4, verses 13 through 17. They'll be up on the screen as well. Thanks, guys. Good job back there. Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to do this or that, city, spend a year there, or carry on business and make money? Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? 
You are a mist that appears for a while, then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it's the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you will boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do but doesn't do it, it is sin for them. So James, he warns us against living our lives driven by schedules, budgets, limitations, right? Well, this is what I can do, right? Instead, he calls us to do what uh, Jesus says in Matthew 6, verses 6, through 30, 6, 33 through 34. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. When we seek after the face of our Savior Jesus, he will lead and direct and guide us. He will sustain us. He will bring us joy. He will provide for our every need. He will pour out fresh life and fresh vision. He will give us purpose. That, that why will come back again, right? When we seek the face of Jesus, the why for why we're here will come back again. This is at the heart of our journey over the next few weeks. We're going to be discussing what it looks like to have a new year with a fresh start. We're going to be looking at what it means to recenter, to refocus on Jesus. We're going to be exploring how not to get caught up in the good things of our lives at the sacrifice of the God things. Because I believe, church, we're ready for a fresh move of God's Spirit. I believe that we're ready for new perspectives from the Word of God. I believe that we're ready for more powerful times of prayer and fasting. I believe that we're ready for greater connections with the Lord, right? That our roots will grow down deep in who God is, right? And that out of that, out of that, there's this scripture that talks about there being this artesian spring, right? This, this, this water that just wells up. When we connect ourselves to the Lord, his water begins to well up within us. Then we don't have to muster it and do it and try it and come up with all these great ideas and try really hard to be really good Christians, right? When we connect ourselves to who Jesus is, it naturally flows forth from our lives. His joy naturally comes out of us. God wants those things for us in 2024. He has good things ahead of us, right? Do you believe that? Let's look at Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will come, call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me, with all of your heart. The prophet Jeremiah, he's speaking a message of hope and a future to the nation of Israel while they're in exile in Babylon. These people had rebelled against the Lord. They had been punished for their grave and heinous sins against God and his people. They had failed big time and were spending 70 years in slavery away from their home and without the presence and blessing of God. Yet Jeremiah is speaking to them in their, in their misery, without purpose, without direction, feeling alone. Jeremiah speaks this in their wandering, in their existing, right? Have you ever just existed? You're not really living. You're just like on autopilot, right? You ever been in the car and you drive someplace and you don't really remember how you got there, right? 
It's like muscle memory. Do we ever just live our life by muscle memory? Right? It's like all of a sudden we're like, it's Friday. Where did the, where did the week go? Right? I just lived my whole life by muscle memory. That's what it means to exist and not to live. Right? They were wandering. They were existing. They were not really living. Yet in the middle of their dire circumstance, Jeremiah brings this message of good news. The Lord had good plans for them. He wanted to prosper and bless them. He had a great hope for their lives. He had a greater future than they could imagine, right? Imagine that you were in slavery and you had earned it. You had deserved it. This was of your own doing. And God says, even in the middle of your slavery, this is what is coming ahead of you, right? That would be hard to hold on to because what was right in front of you was slavery. And God was showing you something different. He had good things in store for the nation of Israel. And what are the two things that God calls them to, right? He calls them to call on him and to listen for his voice, right? Isn't that what he says? He doesn't tell them to give a larger offering to the poor. He doesn't ask them to make more sacrifices, right? He doesn't tell them to go fix themselves. Well, if you would just go fix your lives, right? You, I would love you more and you could go back to where you were coming from, right? Isn't that sometimes how we feel when we come to church, right? Well, I have to get myself all kind of cleaned up and looking good and, you know, all that kind of stuff before I come to church because God will accept me and love me more, right? No, instead he invites them back into intimacy. God promises that he's listening to them. He hears their cries for mercy and hope, right? He listens to their pain and their anguish and has compassion on them. God wants to be found by them. Verse 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart, right? Pursuit, seeking, embracing, recentering, refocusing, renewing. The Lord calls the Israelites to seek or to pursue him and promises that they will find him in their pursuit. Doesn't, didn't, isn't that what Jesus just said to us? You remember that? Right? Verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all the things that will be given to you as well. Seek Jesus. Seek his kingdom. Seek his face. Seek his touch. Seek his voice. Seek his leading. Seek him first. Right? And when we seek him first, what does scripture says? It says that everything else will fall into place. Right? It doesn't tell us, you know, go make a three-step plan for how you're going to fix your life. Go set a bunch of goals for 2024 that are unattainable, right? No, he says, come and seek me and everything else will fall into its proper place, right? Don't we want that? Don't we want to be aligned with what God is doing, right? That doesn't mean that everything's perfect. It doesn't mean that we don't go through hard things, doesn't mean that, okay, you know, 2024 is going to be rainbows and butterflies, right? And everything's going to be perfect and our bodies are going to be healthy and we're going to have tons of money in our bank account. That doesn't, it's not what I'm saying, right? But it means that we're rooted and grounded, not in the chaos of the world, not in all the stuff that swirls around us, but in the loving arms of our Father. It means that we will have joy and hope even when things go wrong. It means that we will have direction and vision even when life gets messy, Right? Even when it's hard to see, God will lead us through, 
right? Because we're rooted in him. It means that we will be safe and secure even when there's danger all around us, right? Because this is what the Lord promises us. He offers us life abundant, right? Don't we want that? Don't we want that? Even at the end of 2023, I, I, I was feeling, I think part of the reason I'm sick is because I was just tired, right? And I felt in a lot of areas of my life, there wasn't a lot of life abundance. It's kind of dragging. I was exhausted, right? And even as a pastor, I had to come back to the Lord and say, God, I need to recenter and reconnect on you because what I'm doing, it isn't working, right? This isn't the life abundant that you promised me, right? And again, that doesn't mean everything's perfect and people don't get sick and all those things, right? But even in the midst of all of that, as I've tried to reconnect with Jesus, there's joy, right? And there's hope and there's purpose, right? And maybe many of us here this morning were thinking, maybe I lived 2023, I was just kind of existing. I was just going through life, right? Kind of floating through. And I want more than that. God has more for us. But it requires us, it can only be found in connection and relationship with Jesus, right? This joy and hope and vision and safety can only be found when we are close to Jesus, right? When we draw close to who he is. It requires that we constantly dwell and rest in his presence. It cannot be found outside of intimacy with the Lord. It can't just be found in doing a lot of good things for God. It has to be found in drawing close to Jesus, right? We will have this abundant life that God promises us. I want to ask us a few questions this morning. We're kind of coming, coming to an end here, and we're going to take communion. Where do you lack joy in this season of life? Would you think about that? Where are you anxious or fearful for the future? Where do you feel like you're not sure about next steps in life? Right? Maybe you've been asking God, where, where am, what am I supposed to do next? What, what does this look like? Where do you need God to pour his life into you? Right? Because God has something for each of us in 2024. He has big and good and powerful things for us. He has plans, Jeremiah says, to prosper us and not to harm us. He is ready to supply us with everything that we need, right? He is waiting for us to renew our pursuit of him. He's knocking on the doors of our hearts. He's prepared to bless us. He's ready to lead us. He's wanting to pour into us, but he's waiting for us to call on him and to listen for his voice, right? So will we lay down our running in circles? Will we let go of our control of our destiny, Will we stop bowing to the tyranny of the urgent, right? Every time somebody calls us in a, in a huff, right, doesn't mean that we need to run out and fix it for them, right? It's okay to tell people no, right? Sometimes people are grown-ups, and you let them be grown-ups and go figure it out on their own, right? Sometimes the most gracious and loving thing to do for somebody is to do nothing besides say, hey, you know, I love you, pray for you. Sounds like you and Jesus need to work that out right? Instead, will we wholeheartedly chase after the God of the universe? Will we dust off our Bibles and read them with fresh eyes? Will we get into our prayer closet and really lay our lives at the feet of Jesus? Will we spend time worshiping the Lord with our whole 
being? Will we allow God to breathe new life into our relationship with him? That's what God is asking us this morning. As we talk about a new year and a fresh start, all Jesus requires of us is pursuit. Pursuit. He wants to be number one in our life, right? What's one of the Ten Commandments? Do not make any other God before me, right? When we wake up in the morning, he wants to be the first one that we talk to. He wants to be a blessing and not a bother, right? Man, I got to go read my Bible again. Gosh, rather go do something else, right? He wants to be the person you bring your troubles to, you bring your grief to, you bring your anxiety to, you bring your struggles to, right? He wants to be where you find hope and joy and peace and all the other fruits of the Spirit. We can be a more joyful people, church. Do you believe it? Do you believe that God wants that for you? I just want you to close your eyes for just a moment. And I want you just to spend some time with the Lord for just a minute. And I want you just to lay your life again at his feet. Lay down all the stuff, all the worries, all the fears, all the struggles, all the pain, all the grief. And I want you just to dwell with Jesus for just a moment. Recenter your life on him. Recenter your life on pursuit of him. Because he has things for us, church. Just take a moment. Lord, we believe that 2024 is going to be a year of great testimonies. Not of things that we've done, but of things that you've done. Addictions that you've broken. People that you've brought into your kingdom. Lord, areas of blessing that you've poured out upon us where we seem like we're in a dry place. Lord, things from your scripture that come to life and come true and healings and restoration and growth and all of those things. We're believing that you have good things in store for us this year. And so, Lord, we commit together as a church, as a community, to pursue you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, to give you all of us, God, to lay all of ourselves at your feet every morning, to get in our word, to pray, to seek you. And when we seek you, it says that we will find you. And as we find you, you will put everything in its place. You will make everything in our lives work the way that you want it to work. We trust you and we love you. This morning, I, church, can you grab your communion cups? If you don't have one, just put your hand up and my friend Paul will get you one this morning. We're going to take communion. No greater way to talk about the presence of Jesus than to take communion together, right? That we have an ever-present God that came down to earth, Emmanuel, God with us, put on a human body, lived a human life, laid his life down on the cross for us, 
and rose again on the third day so that we might find life. So why don't you take the cracker, if you can ever get it open. We will get back to normal crackers at some point, but with a lot of sickly folks out there, we don't all want to be sticking our hands in the same pot for crackers. So why don't you just hold the cracker in your hand? I'm going to pray over that. We'll take it together. Jesus, thank you for your body. Thank you that you became flesh, that you dwelt with us to show us what it looks like to follow you, to show us how to to search after you, to show us even, I think about the moments that you spent alone with the Father, seeking the Father, seeking the face of your Father, showing us how important that is. Even your last moments in the Garden of Gethsemane when you're just laying all of your burdens and things down before the Father. What a a great vision that is for us, that we can bring all of our stuff before you. We can lay it at your feet and see you work in the midst of it. Thank you for your body that was broken for us. Thank you that we find life through the death that you lived on the cross. Go ahead and take the cracker. You can crack crack open the cup if you'd like. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood that was shed for us that covers over a multitude of sins. God, we have all had a multitude, a multitude, multitude of sins. Lord, we thank that you cover everything that we've ever done and everything that we will do in the future, that your blood covers over all of it. And that when you see us, as we sang in the song earlier, when you see us, you don't see sinful people. You see holy people. You see saints purchased by the blood of Jesus. That we don't walk in who we were before, that we don't walk in the sinful nature that we lived before, but in your eyes, we are completely clean and made whole, that we are saints, that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. We thank you for your blood that was shed so that we might be able to come into communion, into relationship, into intimacy with you. In Jesus' name, go ahead and take the cup. I'm gonna make you guys do something uncomfortable this morning because I like to do that. I want you just to, to turn to one of your neighbors, and once you're finished with this, you're, you're welcome to go. But I just want you to share one area of prayer in your life for this year, and I want you to share one area where, um, one area where you, you're making a change in your walk with the Lord or making a change in your life for the better. So one, one prayer point and one area that you're committing to um, to change or to make a difference in your life, okay? Go ahead and turn to your neighbor and do that, and then you're free to go. Blessings. Thanks again for listening to the Modesto Foursquare podcast. We hope that you were blessed and encouraged in your walk with the Lord as you listen to our Sunday morning message. Please feel free to visit us any Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, 510 Bernie Street, Modesto, California. You can also find more information on our website at modestofoursquare.com. Have a blessed day.